Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 it surely does not matter who the host is. Today is Friday, August the 14th of 2020, day 227th of the year. Dead see 139 days left before the remainder of the shit show is over with. Anyways, how are you doing today? Thank you for coming by and hanging out with us on the Rated R Safety Show. It is currently 12.01 in the afternoon, because we're saying afternoon, because it is definitely not the noon hour. We are coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. Oh, yes, that place over there. We are also streaming across the multiverse of Safety FM, so let's talk about it. We're available on safety.fm, safetyfm.com. We're also available on safetyfm.tv. So we're streaming, we're broadcasting, and then if you're listening to us later in the day, we are coming to you via podcast. So that's some options that are there. Let me kind of give you the layout of the show. I've been giving this a lot lately. We are a parental advisory one, just in case. So we do talk about some things that some people might find offensive to some, Duh. just in case. So we do say some offending things and offensive things all at the same time. So just want to forewarn you there. So if you're kind of sensitive and easily offended, some people consider me a controversial figure. I don't think I am. 
I just think I'm honest. Anyway, so that's kind of right there and out of the bat and get that straight. So we talk about what's going on inside of the world of safety. We also talk about what's going on inside of the world of news. Then we kind of give you the people that know about the news, the feature story news of the world. They share their info. We go into our information afterwards. You and I get to do have some discussions. If you're doing the live stream and it is working today, you can go into the chat box segment, comment, we get to pop it on the screen, and then we'll go ahead and tell, share it if, you know, it's worth sharing. Um, I sometimes just read to read, and then that's the other bad habit is I just read to read. So I will pretty much say whatever is in front of me, which is sometimes a bad thing, but that's what's going on here today. Also, we have some scrollers at the bottom here of the screen. And also, if you want to contact us directly, you can call into the studio at 866-930-SFM1. And if you do decide to do that, there is a possibility of you making it directly onto the air scary anyway so we can start you off normally with some feature story news so let's not change anything there get that rolling and bowling and we'll get you moving right into the feature story news segment to quarantine right whoa hello weeks. i guess she, it's already going it is going already it really got real happy hold on let's try that again from feature story news in london i'm ollie barrett thousands of british holidaymakers are racing home from france to avoid having to quarantine for two weeks on arrival the UK's imposed self-isolation on arrivals from France, the Netherlands, Monaco, Malta, Turks and Caicos and Aruba. Holly Hudson reports from London. This marks more chaos for British holidaymakers. The quarantine requirement was previously applied to Spain, another popular destination at the end of July. Now hundreds of thousands of British tourists in France face a race to get home before the restrictions are imposed on Saturday morning at 4am British summertime. It's not just France, though. People arriving from the Netherlands, Monaco, Malta, Turks and Caicos and Aruba also have to quarantine. The UK Transport Secretary Grant Shapp said the decision was triggered when the rate of infection in those countries exceeded 20 cases per 100,000 people over seven days. Holly Hudson, London. New Zealand's extended coronavirus restrictions by 12 days with 29 cases now confirmed from a cluster found this week in Auckland. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern says cases from the cluster are expected to grow further. The British government signed deals for a further 90 million doses of a coronavirus vaccine. The vaccines are being developed by the Belgian pharmaceutical Janssen and the American biotech company Novavax. Benji Heyer has the details. Most vaccine trials end in failure, so the government is covering its bases. These deals, for an unknown price, mean the UK has now placed orders for six experimental vaccines, taking its potential stockpile to a total of 340 million doses, enough for everyone in the country to receive five doses were the trials to prove safety and effectiveness. Chair of the UK COVID-19 Vaccine Task Force, Kate Bingham, is hopeful. We're excited by both of these two announcements that we've made today. And of course, we've got four other vaccines behind that that we've previously announced um, that, that forms the basis of the portfolio for the UK. European foreign affairs ministers are meeting for an emergency session as three crises threaten to destabilise the bloc. Topping the agenda is the unrest in Belarus following what's widely considered to be a sham presidential election. Tony Waterman reports from Brussels. Calls have been growing louder for the EU to slap sanctions on Belarus officials after a violent crackdown on protesters. Thousands have been detained since Sunday's presidential election, some claiming torture and humiliation while in custody. Friday's meeting is unlikely to result in fresh sanctions, but will rather lay the groundwork for a more formal meeting later this month. 
Foreign affairs ministers will also discuss potential sanctions against Turkey after it launched an energy exploration mission in disputed waters in the eastern Mediterranean, flaring tensions with Greece. Last week's explosion in Beirut, which killed hundreds and forced the government to resign, will also be discussed. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, taking a closer look today at the crisis in Belarus, sparked by President Alexander Lukashenko's attempts to rig the outcome of the country's election last weekend. That, in turn, led opposition candidate Svetlana Tikhonovskaya to flee Belarus and seek exile in Lithuania after her family was reportedly threatened by the Lukashenko regime. With protests growing, this could be a turning point for Belarus. The country has been dominated by Alexander Lukashenko, a former farm director since 1994. But Veronika Laputska of the Eurasian States in Transition Research Center says time for him may be running out. And basically all the protesters were portrayed in the same way, as drug addicted, as drunk people, as people with no uh, occupation. But more and more people, of course, understand that it is a blatant lie because uh, thanks to the social media, uh, people understand that this is not true and people know that these people are just normal. They just want to be free and they just want free elections and they want their votes and their voices to be uh, taken into consideration. President Lukashenko calls his opponents sheep who are controlled by foreign governments. He continues to enjoy the support of Russian President Vladimir Putin, who sent the Belarusian leader a congratulatory message after he claimed victory in the disputed election on Monday. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that is the latest Feature Story News. Ollie Barrett reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, for sure, I'm trying to be something. I'm just not sure what the hell that is anymore. Anyway, so what do you think? A lot of news going on there from Feature Story News, even though it tried to shoot off early there. That I guess that kind of happens from time to time. Sorry about the shot off. Um, so anyways, interesting stuff. What do you think? Giving it some thought. Have you already heard some of the news that's going on? I think that's important. So let's talk here. Let's talk about what we discussed a few days ago, and we're going to continue to talk about it as we move forward because it's very important, kind of important, sequentially important. Does it have an importance? I don't know. Yeah, long pregnant pause for sure there. Let's talk about what's trending. Let's talk about the trending stuff. That's what I'm talking about here. So let's talk about what's new on Netflix today that's trending throughout. So Fearless is trending on Netflix. Project Power, Johnny English, and Les Miserables. So stuff to look forward to for the weekend if you're interested in watching some television. Also new to Hulu, Bernie the Dolphin Part 2. Did you know there was a Bernie the Dolphin Part 1? I guess it would be the other thing. Behind You. 
was another thing that's popular right now. Then next to HBO Max. Yeah, if you have that right now, trending, hardcore, Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn starring Margot Robbie. Not bad. Let's continue. I didn't love that movie. I mean, nothing against Margot Robbie. I just didn't love the movie. But that was my personal opinion. You didn't ask for it, but I'm sharing anyways. New to Disney Plus, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Magic Camp, The Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah, that's Wolverine singing for sure. The one and the only Avon, Zombies 2. Zombies 2? Yeah, Disney Plus. Um, And then, of course, Birdie the Dolphin is on Amazon Prime as well, Part 2. And Master, that is the top trending items going on your digital platforms currently if you're looking into some video streaming services for the weekend to mess around with. Anyways, let's continue down the path. Let's talk about some different things that are going on. So, you know, we always talk about news stories. We talk about the ones that are important. Sometimes we even talk about the ones that are not important, depending on how you look at it. Duh. Duh. But also at the same time, too, stuff that you probably should hear just in case somebody else tells you or you need some bullshit or some nonsense to talk about. KFC is donating one million pieces of chicken to be shared with teachers throughout the back-to-back school bucket program. Yeah, you heard me there. <coughs> oh, I can't even keep it in today. Anyways, the Louisville base fried chicken chain announced Thursday that local KFC franchises will provide educators with in their community with chicken by catering training meetings, delivering buckets to teachers preparing a virtual curriculum or staff working to keep schools clean. To receive the chicken, teachers need to be nominated. Anyone can be can post on Twitter or Instagram starting on August the 20th using the hashtag KFC back to school and hashtag sweepstakes. Voting runs through September the 1st. So, there you go. So let, let let's go back to that. One million pieces of chicken by KFC. So how do you think that's gonna look? Not the one million pieces, but are we talking about like small combo packs? Or are we talking about actually something entirely different here? I mean, are we talking like full blown buckets? I mean, are I, it says back to school buckets program. So what does that look like? Because I guess that's going to be a question there. Because then, you know, um, there's some teachers I know that we're going to nominate and we want to make sure that we get the chicken. I mean, I just think about it and go, that's a different program. I mean, it's going to bring awareness. It's also going to bring some views and some people going to KFC if they're interested in doing so. Now, does popcorn chicken count as part of this thing? Because I could go through a million popcorn chicken you know, pieces of that relatively quick. There's definitely no doubt there whatsoever as I do bring that up. So think about that for a hot minute. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so did you hear about this one? A woman who gave birth while flying over Alaska earlier this month named her little boy in honor of the ordeal. Are you ready for this? Crystal Hicks was medevaticated to Anchorage after feeling painful contraction at 35 weeks 
She told the local news station that shortly after the takeoff, she knew the baby wasn't going to wait for them to get to the hospital. Sky Aaron Hicks arrived 20 minutes into the flight. Crystal joked that her son will probably always be known as baby born on a plane. So holy moly, Sky is the name of the child. So think about that for a quick moment as we talk about this. So you have a kid on a plane. You name it Sky. Now imagine you're the person sitting there next to the person's about giving birth. Talk about change of plans for sure. Now, it does not talk about how large the plane was. It definitely does not talk about either what happened. You know, was it a natural birth? Nor like Did some doctor pop out inside of the actual airplane there for sure? Now, how do you look at this? Think about it. I mean, this is definitely a changing event. And think about it. 20 minutes into the flight. So if you're taking off. And this happens as you are lifting off in the plane. Is there any consideration of turning back and how pissed off are the people going to be inside of the plane? If you say, ah, we need to turn around. The lady over here is about to give birth. I mean, I'm cool with it. Don't get me wrong. The lady gives birth. I mean, we have to turn around. There's certain things that make sense. Let's not say that they don't because that's going to be an important factor. So what do you think? How would you handle the ordeal? Because it's definitely an ordeal. Something tells me it was not a quiet type of thing where it was like, oh, something's going on on the plane. I think everybody kind of knew what was going down. Anyways, let's continue. Georgia officials recently made the largest heroin bust in the state history. Antonio Deshaun Daniels, a.k.a. Freckle Face Sean. Yeah, I did say Freckle Face Sean was arrested on July the 27th after the feds executed a search warrant on multiple locations in Atlanta where he was known to distribute drugs. In total, authorities seized 170 kilograms of heroin, 10 kilograms of cocaine, 8 kilograms of marijuana, and more than $1 million in cash, 41 firearms, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office of the North District of Georgia. The estimated value of the drugs is $8.5 million. That's a pretty large drug bust. Now, I talk about some weird stuff, and I know that that does not kind of fall into some of the things that we normally talk about day in and day out. But when you hear something about a large drug bust like that, no, I'm not going to ask you, what do you think they do with the drugs? Do they redistribute them? That's not what I'm asking. Now, how do you look at this whole thing when it comes to drugs? Have you ever had a opportunity at one of the organizations that you might have worked at where there has been a drug-related issue and you have to jump into quote-unquote resolve part of the thing. Now, I do have an acquaintance that was involved with a drug sting that occurred inside of one of the places that he was working at. It was like a cocaine ring. And we'll just say that it was at a, hmm, how am I going to word this? At a steel mill. We'll just put it that way. A lot of people were terminated because of it. And I'm not talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger style. But think about it for a moment. How would you normally handle something like that? And this was brought into the safety department. So what do you think? 
How do you handle something along those lines, especially when it's dealing with drugs inside of the workplace? Do you kind of just test them out and not test them out like the drugs? I'm going to make sure I'm clear on that one. But how do you look at it for sure? Because that's something to think about. I mean, when you have a giant ring like that, I'm sure you don't have $8.5 million worth of drug bust that's going on inside of your org. But something to think about for sure on how that's normally being handled. And a lot of people here are probably going, what the hell is going on here? We got an mm chicken comment that came in, but unfortunately, it does not show who the user is. So just so you know, thank you from LinkedIn. Um, So let's continue there. Three soldiers have been arrested in child prostitution scene conducted near Fort Hood Army Post in Texas. Wow, I used to go to school down there. Um, Anthony Xavier Antoine, 25, and Private Timothy Jones, Jr., 30, each face felony charges of prostitution under the age of 18, and Staff Sergeant Pierre Jean, 32, was hit with a Class A misdemeanor charge for prostitution. The three soldiers were among the nine total suspects arrested in two-day sting conducted by the Colleen Police Department Special Victims Unit. In partnership with the Texas Department of Public Safety Human Trafficking Program. You know, we're starting to hear more and more about trafficking. And I know that I have a lot of people that I know in the Texas area that are advocating for this. And I, we had a person on the show at one point, or on the other show, better saying, by the name of Susan Peters. And she was with a company called Onbound, or an organization called Onbound, where they focus on human trafficking. Now, you're starting to hear more and more about this, not that this has not been a problem for a long period of time. But when you hear something along these lines, especially with somebody who's inside of the armed forces, or in this case, three people that were inside of the armed forces, what do you think? What is the thought process that goes behind the whole sequence of event? We talk about a lot of different things here, and this is something that has to be brought up. As you did here, the Texas Department of Public Safety and Human Trafficking Program was also part of this during the sting. How do you look at this whole thing, and how do you think we, yes, you and I, can actually raise awareness about this? This is a subject matter that some people don't want to talk about, and it is a subject matter as well, that most people will go, well, it's happening, but it does not involve me. It does not involve the community that I'm in. Well, maybe we need to start having these conversations and addressing them more and more as we move forward, opposed to it just being something that's kind of, well, that happened and let's kind of move it over here into this section and let's move it over there into that other section. Let's have the discussion. Now, we talk about this normally at the end of the show, but this might be a very good time to talk about it. We talk about a website all the time in an organization for the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. The website's known as missingkids.org. So if you want to know more about what's going on with kid trafficking, you can go to missingkids.org. Pull up some information there. You can also go to the Unbound website that we were just talking about a few moments ago that Susan Peters is involved in. But I think that this is something that we need to put as the forefront and bring this information up. A lot of people don't want to talk about it, kind of want to shy away from it, but we're seeing more and more cases about it. Do some, do a minor, small Google search and just see the amount of items that come up about this subject. It's very interesting on how it works because it's more and more of those items that we don't want to talk about on the chat. It says, I think 
People need to open their eyes. This stuff happens everywhere. Awareness is key. I am so sorry I cannot name who you are because it just says LinkedIn user, so I apologize about that. would love to give you credit where credit is due. So something to think about, missingkids.org, for sure. Go there, take a look at what they have to say, and let's kind of get that moving, and let's make sure that we can actually help people that might be struggling out there, that might be trafficked, that we can actually assist with. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. So I'm going to apologize right away to the people that are hanging out via audio format. And I want to make sure that we actually reference it real quick. So here's the thing. Oh, hello, Linda. We would actually played some heavy metal music at the beginning of the show just for you. I was thinking about you as I was doing that. Um, so as we talk about this, this is going to be more of a visual component. So I apologize ahead of time for the people that are listening on the radio or listening on to the podcast format. But yesterday in the UK, there was one of the first social distancing concerts that have occurred. I'm going to pull up the picture here where you can take a look. And this is what it looked like. So I will try to give my best descriptor as we do this on the air here. So right now, if you were taking a look at the picture, but if you're doing the audio portion, you can't. There is a sequence of, let's say, lifters that are on the ground spaced out significantly amongst each other. And each one roughly has about three seats inside of it. And it looks like there is some social distancing going on unless you're in the three seat pod section. So we see this out of the UK. And we know also that there was recently a concert that took place in Southampton with chain smokers and not picking on the chain smokers, but definitely nothing like this was set up. They would look like everybody was on top of each other. So when you see something like this, if you're able to see it, of course, what's the thought that comes to mind? What is it that you're thinking about right away? Yeah. Scaffolds. I appreciate the wording because it definitely did slip what the hell I was trying to say. Thank you, X Factor of Safety. So think about it. So the scaffolding is there. Is this an event that you would actually go to? I mean, think about it. There is so many different things there. I just want to bring this up. This gentleman that coordinated this event advertising on LinkedIn as offering this service. Look at that. But would you participate in an event like this? Would you give it some consideration? Or would you just say, ah, screw that. That's not for me. A lot of things to think about. I don't, if you take a look at the picture, there is a step on the back of the unit. It is a very small step to get up into that scaffolding. So take a look there. It's at the very back of the unit itself. And how did they get there elsewise? Or I have no freaking clue. That's for sure. Anyways, you're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. But something tells me you already knew that. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. You're in an auto accident. You call the police. They take your statement. Then you call a lawyer. And you rely on lawyers to protect your interests. At Figer Law, we take on that responsibility every day. I fight for your right to get the justice that you need and deserve. That's the DNA of Figer Law. 
And that's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about it real quick. Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Milwaukee, and Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin have seen the biggest surge in murder so far this year compared to other major cities nationwide. Let's do that again. Nationwide. According to the data compiled by Fox News, both cities have more than doubled the number of homicides reported during this t- the same time last year. Milwaukee's at 120% and Minneapolis is at 114%. Milwaukee has tailed 101 murders this year compared to 46 in 2019. Minneapolis has reported 45 murders so far, and this is compared to 21 reported from the year previously. Austin, Texas reported the third highest surge with just 64% increase, and Chicago, Illinois was fourth over 54% increase, as we do hear about this. So let's talk about it, because here's the damn thing that actually happens a lot. We hear so much shit about what's going on in Chicago. Now, percentages is what we're talking about here, not frequency rates. So what do you think about as you hear about this? Is this something that's glamorized via the media? Or is it something that we just talk about because, hey, if it bleeds, it leads. I know that is a pretty shitty thing to say, but that is something that you do hear. If you do take a listen to some of the news cycle stuff, that's how that happens. Think about it. Think about the different things and the different aspects as they do come about. There's so many different things that we can talk about there. Now... When we start talking about homicides, how do you look at it? And if you're in a high area where these things are occurring, as a safety professional, how do you take a look at this and tell your people to show up or not show up to work in those areas? How do you look at this? Do you block it off? Do you turn around and go, no, that's not the way that it should be? Or do you look at it and go, well, it is what it is. Life goes on. Let's move on, dear John. Think about it. What's the reality of what happens? You know I'm going to mention my next favorite thing. The hazard matrix. Frequency, possibility, so many things that we can play along with on there. So what do you think about? Seriously, what do you think about? How does your work organization handle it? Now, are you social distancing? Are you virtually working? Or do you look at it and go, well, this is life. And this is just part of the things that we have to work around. It's just going to occur. It's something that I heard many, many years ago. If the natural sequence of events are to occur and people deem them normal, it's okay. And people won't change anything. It's perfectly fine. But if you change the sequence and you add something entirely different into it, all of a sudden people start to lose their minds. Something tells me I heard it somewhere over there in that corner. Pretty big line there. But what the hell do I know? I'm just the guy behind a microphone. 
Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. A New York City teenager is in critical condition after being set on fire during a dispute. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. The 18-year-old was stabbed three times, dosed with gasoline, and then lit on fire in an apartment in the Bronx. Police resources said that the suspect entered into the building prior to the victim and then carried out the attack. Two neighbors were able to extinguish the flames, and then the teen was taken to Harlem Hospital. The attack comes two days after the two men were shot outside of the building. It is unclear if the incidents are connected. No arrest has been made as the time of the story. What do you think? Home sequence. Now, how does these things come about? We talk about safety all the time. We talk about all these different things. But how often do we talk about components that are related to home safety, personal safety? Now, let's be realistic for a moment. Let's kind of sit back and have the conversation. Do you have a home safety plan? No, I'm being serious. It's not a joke. Do you have a home safety plan? If I went to your house right now and we were hanging out and you have children, you have a spouse, could I ask anyone where the fire extinguishers are located? Could I ask them what are the different exits I'm able to leave the house if something was to happen? Could we take a look at the different chemicals throughout? Like, this is a legitimate conversation. And some people might sit there and just go, you're just trying to be an asshole. You can think that. That's okay. Or you might be trying to be a jackass. But what does your home safety plan look like? We talk about safety all the time, especially inside of organizations, inside of construction areas. But do you have a plan for home? And I'm not asking for a notebook, and I'm not asking for some big binder that has all this information inside of it but do you have anything that has that do you have you thought about making one maybe that's next consideration if you haven't considered it already but you know how that goes you have to make the time for it is it a priority is your family a priority on having those things Oh, I might have taken that too far. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, a man from Boonville, Arkansas, planted an unsolicited mystery seed and received in the mail from China before government officials issued the warning not to. And now the plant has been prepped for incineration according to the arkansas department of agriculture after two months the seeds grew into a plant with white fruits and orange blossoms that reportedly look similar to squash agriculture experts determined that the plant is a species of native to south and southeast asia called banisica hispita yeah let's mess that up a couple of more times 
common name was wax gourd winter melon Chinese watermelon. The incident in Boonville is one of a few, possibly only confirmed instances where someone planting an unsolicited seed. Now, I'm going to tell you, normally when I start talking about unsolicited seeds, that's not what comes to mind. That's for sure. But let's talk about that as you think about this for a brief moment. If you receive some kind of seed inside of the mail, why in the hell would you plant that? Like, did you think you were jacking the beanstalk? All of a sudden, some magic bullshit was going to happen? I mean, like, realistically, why would you plant this thing? You don't even know what that was going to happen. Like, I just don't get it. So what's your thought process here? Have you received any of these magic seeds inside of the mail? And if you did, what did you do? Now, I know for sure right now, after me making that derogatory remark, there's no way you're going to admit to it if you actually did plant it. And that's okay. I understand that. But what do you think here? What do you think as we talk about this? Because there's a very weird sequence that occurs here. There's a very weird sequence of events of, I got this in the mail. I'm going to plant it into the ground and I'm okay. I mean, did you plant this in your neighbor's yard? I mean, I don't know. Just kind of a strange question for sure. But just think about it, especially as we move forward. Stock index finished mixed and mostly flat on Thursday with a down SP500. Lagging small losses with the Nasdaq notching a tiny uptick. Early trading during this session saw negative trends with the markets beginning down. Let's try that. Down. Stock recovered. Finished near even for the day where. Okay. Bolstered primaries by encouraging jobless claims and reports, which first-time claimants were substantially lower than the forecast. Tesla continued to surge after announcing five-for-one split earlier this week. So good, good for the people that own some Tesla stock for sure. So think about that for a moment. Oil prices fell as a new report shows a speculation that demand will continue to suffer through, through 2021. Did you hear that? Demand will suffer through 2021 in the oil industry. We did talk about this a few days ago that the oil industry is starting to look more and more into green energy. And they want to do a conversion rate over the next few years to 40% of everything that they're creating will be green energy sourced. Interesting how that's going about. Think about it for a few moments, for sure, as we talk about it, because there's some weird things that we can talk about. Anyways, let's continue. Fires in three western states have destroyed more than 73,000 acres and are still burning. Firefighters are continuing to fight the Lake Fire in California, Los Angeles County, the Moiser Creek Fire in Central Oregon, and the Pine Gulch and Grizzly Creek Fires in Colorado. Hundreds have evacuated in each of the areas, and many structures have been destroyed, with thousands being threatened. As of Thursday afternoon, the five California the fi- the fires in California was zero percent contained. Yeah, I said that zero percent contained. The two in Colorado were seven percent contained, and the Oregon blaze was reportedly five percent contained. So let's look at that seventy three thousand acres in total is what we're ballparking here because that's definitely a freaking ballpark. contained in California, 7% contained in Oregon, and 5% contained there. So what, what what do you take a look at here? I mean, how do you go ahead and say, okay, these things are occurring. Now how do we move forward with it? How do you look at it? Because that's the next part. You can't just leave it. 
So number one, how did the fire start? That's going to be one of the the important sequences there. And that we can get into 10,000 different things. And how is this happening? More and more. Now we got three of them all going on at one time. What could you do sequentially? How can you have the conversation? So many different angles to go with here. What do you think about when I say that? How would you put it out? And please don't shoot over anything saying that you're going to actually control the rain. Because I know we can go into some weird sequencing there because I've already had that conversation with a couple of people. But that's a whole other story. It sure is. A state agency in Wisconsin is requiring that its employees to wear face masks during video conferences, even if they're home alone. I am so surprised that's not Florida. I live here. I'm just saying. The Department of National Resources Secretary Preston Cole told staff to wear their mask even while at home during a meeting that involved being seen by non-DNR staff, explaining that as a state employee, they should set the safety example, showing that they care the safety and health of others. The governor, Tony Evers, mask mandate that went into effect on August the 1st states as Wisconsinites are required to cover when they are indoors or in closed space with anyone outside of their household or li- or living unit. Living unit? Really? My, I'm going to my living unit. Face coverings are also strongly recommended when people are outdoors and it is not possible to maintain physical distancing. <sighs> okay. So, should I put a face cover on? I know some people will say I should. But think about it. What do you think about this? So, imagine your work organization turns around and says, hey, you. Yes, you. You have to start wearing a face cover when you're doing a video conference. I don't care if you're home alone. We need to set a standard. What's your thoughts? Like, legitimately, what is your thought process about that? Have you tried doing a video conference with that? Now, the mask that I wear is slightly different than most, and that's been my option, so my voice is extremely muffled as I do it. But what do you think about that? I'm not anti-mask. I'm not saying that by any means. But on a video conference where nobody else is with you? What's the thought process? Do you think it's value-added? For setting the image. It is your opinion. It's perfectly fine to think whatever you want. Those things do occur. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So let's get to our main story because I think that's going to be important. And let's talk a little bit about think before sharing. And I'm really saying think here. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So as you are aware... A lot of interesting stuff coming about ever since the pandemic has started. COVID-19 has made its sequence and a lot of interesting stuff has started occurring. Uniseco is a corporation with European Commission, Twitter, and World Jewish Congress. 
is launching a series of easily accessible and comprehensive visual learning resources to raise awareness of existence of consequences of conspiracy theories linked to COVID-19 crisis. The resources also address how to recognize conspiracy theories and understand what drives teams, refute them, and with facts that respond effectively to those that are spreading. So let's think about this for a moment. Let's think about it as we talk about it, for sure. Oh, hold on. We got a message here. Whatever you choose to require should make sense. If not, you lose credibility. Thank you. That's a previous story. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. So let's kind of continue here. So as we see this, and we talk about a lot of the stuff that's going on, we are seeing a lot of misinformation about COVID. You know that. I know that. The COVID-19 pandemic has, has unleashed a parallel pandemic of dangerous misinformation and rumors in the form of conspiracy theories, including far-fetched explanations of the origin of the virus, how it can be cured, and who is to blame for its spread. Conspiracy theories undermine science, facts, trust in institutions, and pose immediate threats to individuals and communities. There have also been several theories, but the pandemic underway has proved to be particularly fertile ground for their spread. There are wide parts of trends increasing hate speech and increased racism, anti-Semitic attacks, which also target LGBTQ communities. UNICEF director Audrey Azala underlined the dangers of misinformation and rumors in relation to the pandemic and other issues. Conspiracy theories cause real harm to people, to their health, and also their physical safety. They amplify and legitimize misconceptions about the pandemic and reinforce stereotypes, which can fuel violence and violent extreme ideology. This is according to what she said, and I don't mean that in the Michael Scott kind of way. The information graphics and and Chinese, English, French, Russian, Spanish will be widely disseminated on social media via the hashtag think before sharing. That's hashtag think before sharing. You can also find it on the social media pages on Unisec. And I'll actually put a link inside of the pod just in case. The European Commission website will also have the information readily available. So as we talk about this, what do you think about this? Do you think that there is a lot of misinformation about COVID? What do you think about the whole portion about the mask? There's a lot of stuff to talk about, and we can kind of limit to what we say here, because we don't want to offend anyone. Duh. Okay, just joking. But think about it for a moment. The visual learning resources that are available here are for work, people inside of work organizations, and also for for people who want to use media to help promote what is going on. So if you go, a matter of fact, I'll just put the link inside of the site. So that way you can take a look at it. But what you want to do here is make sure that you are taking a look at all of the resources that are available before you start sharing some of this information and and do the validity of the credibility of where the information is coming from. And I can tell you that we can talk all day about researching and we can talk about me doing a Google search and trying to deem that as research. But 
Let's talk about this. Let's talk about getting actual information from credible sources before we move on from it. And I know that people go, well, how the hell do I determine it's a credible source? You have to vet the information. I have probably said this more than a thousand times on this show already, but vetting the information is so easy to do if you know what you're doing. But if you don't, then there's a couple different steps you have to take. You have to get the source material. You have to find the author. Then you go from the author to going down the path of what other portions are behind the person is normally the easiest way to do it. I say this because sometimes there are some things that occur that when you are vetting information or supposedly verifying that the information is accurate, they are paid by somebody else to actually promote the information. There's a ton of misinformation is what I'm being getting told here. There's a ton of misinformation also that our safety professionals that have been capitalizing on the crisis without solid knowledge in the area to make money. I agree with you. Also, I've I'm kind of been surprised with some of the COVID experts that have stepped up in our safety area relatively quick here. Now, that's just my opinion. We'd love to have a better understanding of some of their background as they deem to be COVID experts. But I'm sure that's going to get me in trouble because of some of the things that I say here. But that's the case. But what I would like to do is if you just kind of go to the website, it's unesco.org. U-N-E-S-O. CO.org. It's available in multiple languages. You have the information there. You can use the hashtag like I was telling you a few moments ago. And of course, I'm going to screw it up. Think before sharing and you can get some all kinds of resources as we talk about it. Here's some other information. That's logical, but it takes time to do all of that. Yeah, it definitely does. I'm I know that sometimes people turn around and go, well, Jay, you have done research in the past and I did it for a long time period of time and that's a whole other story um so it's kind of something that's common trying to do what i always tell people if you really want to see some interesting stuff as you're doing web searches because i call them web searches is that you actually start doing it inside of your incognito mode that way you can see what the algorithm is not normally giving you so that's kind of always makes it a fun and exciting as we do move forward a lot of information there i know that not everything that i say always makes people happy and that's okay but that's why we want to have the conversation, you and I, on what's exactly going on. That's what happens inside of this world. If we don't actually have the conversation, we don't know where to proceed and move forward to. Think about it as we do that. I think that's important. But like I've told you a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand more, what do I know? I'm just a guy sitting behind a microphone. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. So let's start taking a bigger look inside of the span of different things that are going on and about and around and about and all that kind of fun stuff. And let's talk about the world that I normally don't like talking about, but we have to do it from time to time because you're interested in doing that. So let's talk about it. The world of the swamp. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris called for a national mask mandate on Thursday in a statement to the press. Biden said that advisors indicated that all Americans wore masks while in public for the next three months. 40,000 lives could be saved. Biden did say that these mandates should be from governors at state levels. Following up, Harris called Biden's statement real leadership. She also announced that their administration would hire 100,000 contact tracers after taking office. Contact tracing is notoriously, well, people claim that contact tracing has not worked in the New York City area 
earlier this year. In a weird turn after the brief statement, neither candidate took questions from the press. Something to think about. Why did they decide to do that option? I have no clue. Think about it. Just think about it. Now, and so some people might sit back and go, well, three months from now would take us just after election day. And yeah, you can bring that up at the same time, too, as we talk about it. But a lot of things to talk about. And keep in mind that some people are looking at this as a political game and all this weird stuff. But we have to talk about what's going on. Yeah, we understand that three months from today, we will already be right past the election. Anyways, let's continue. President Trump said Thursday that he'll hold up any push to fund the USPS with an additional $25 billion that would aid national mail-in voting program. Nationwide mail-in voting would lead to the greatest fraud in history, according to what he said. So that's pretty interesting that that would well, happen. Fuck that guy. Oh, hey now. Um, so just something to think about as we talk about it, because that's for sure. What do you think about the mail-in ballot thing? Like, what's your thought process? Like, do you think that there's some credibility there or do you kind of go, ah, uh, because is it an absentee ballot or is it a mail-in ballot? Is there a difference between the two? And if so, please, somebody explain it because I don't care so much about politics. That's just my personal opinion. Anyways, let's talk about the lottery. No winner for Tuesday night's Mega Million drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $31 million jackpot or a $24.9 million cash payout. There was also no winner for Wednesday's night's Powerball drawing. Though there was one winner from Powerball. Oh, there was. I'm so used to saying that there's not. But there was a Powerball winner. Guess what state they're from? Florida. Saturday's drawing will be for $20 million or a $16.6 million cash payout. So that did occur in Florida. Listen, look at that. That does happen. That does happen. So there you go. What does it say? If Trump is the mail carrier, then yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Something to think about there for sure. Let's continue down. David Blaine is set to attempt his first ever live stunt in nearly a decade. Later this month, the world-renowned magician will float high into the air while holding a cluster of helium filled balloons across the Hudson River from New Jersey to New York City. Blaine tweeted about the announcement, writing, the stunt has been 10 years in the making. Let's turn worry into wonder and take magic to new heights. Well, no shit there. Fans can catch the high flying event go down on YouTube. Really? That's some crappy wording. Go down on YouTube. Like you're floating and you're going down on YouTube on August the 31st. So if that was of any interest of you, that will be readily available on that particular date. So think about that for a moment. Anyways, let's continue down here. Cardi B spent $100,000 on coronavirus testing before filming her internet-breaking music video for WAP. The Grammy winner told ID in a recent interview everybody on the shoot had to be tested for the coronavirus. She also told the outlet that the tiger and leopard on scene spliced together for safety reasons and the scenes were filmed with snakes was one of the scariest parts. The song, which made headlines for being dubbed too sexy, reached number one in the U.S. on the iTunes charts on Friday. So just so you know that as well, some other information just in case. Kobe Collette and her bandmate Justin Young have decided to dissolve their country music group Gone West. The 35-year-old shared the news with the fans via Instagram, writing that while it was not an easy decision ending the band, it was right. It was the right one. Gone West is also made up of married couple Jason Reeves and Nellie Joy. 
So there you go. Some information if you care to know that. Also, let's talk about some albums that are coming out today or have already come out today because it is today. All We Are, Providence, Biffy Krylo, A Celebration of Ending, Burna Boy, Twice as Tall, Kathleen Edwards, Total Freedom, King Buzzo, Gift of Sacrifice, No Joy with Motherhood, Robert Harabi Krieger, The Ritual Begins at Sundown, Whitney, Candid is a covers album, Young Jesus, Welcome to the Conceptual Beach. Wow, that could almost go somewhere else, being too careful there. Anyways, it's Friday, so you know what we do on Fridays. We expect for most people to have tons of pent-up anger, anguish, not the happiest sometimes moments in life. Let's see if I can find it. If not, we're going to have to go pad mode here. So I'm going to give you a 30-second countdown. I want you to scream, shout, get it all out of your system before you go into the weekend. Get all that hypertension out that you've been having built up throughout the week. Before we get into the weekend, I'm going to give you a countdown. If you're not watching on the screen, I'll count it down for you. So 30 seconds, scream, shout, make sure there's nobody in the office next to you or anybody close by. They might think you're a little crazy. So here's the 30-second countdown in three, two, and one. Okay, so I hope the DJ's horns have set you off and you're ready to go for the weekend and you're going to have enough stuff going on in the good way to get you out and about for this weekend. If you can't go out and about, that's going to be the other portion there. So let's talk about that because I think it's important. Anyway, so that's what's going on. We're going to continue on with here with the Rated R Safety Show right after this brief message. Okay, so September the 2nd, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we are putting on the class where the art of podcasting by popular request. We're going to talk about everything that we know about the world of podcasting um, and what we've done here at Safety FM to kind of get us to where we're at with some of the different podcasts that we have throughout the different portions of the network, what we've done good at and what we have failed miserably at. So that way we can kind of have that conversation. Certain tickets will actually include a hosting service for you for up to one year. So if you're interested in joining us for that, you can go to safetyfm.io. Now we have talked about it for a period of time, but we are starting to see a lot of safety podcasts start, but a lot of them already dying out. 
And we kind of knew that this was going to happen because people were doing it because of quote unquote free time. So those things will happen because they don't realize sometimes how much work they are. But that's a whole other story. We can get to that later if you want to talk about it for sure. I can always talk about it. Anyways, let me tell you about this. You are if you are suffering from suicide intentions, like if you are thinking about committing suicide or if you are going through the whole process and you are suffering through dep- from depression, there is a phone number that you can call that they might be able to talk to you and assist you with what's going on. That's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. That is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're there 24-7 to be able to talk to you in regards of what you might have going on and give, provide you with some local resources that are available. Also, that phone number does not accept text messages. The only way you can get text messaging is by using a chat box that's available on their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. So you can go there to get some more information if you're interested in doing so. Let me talk about the days of the year that we can celebrate today. Matter of fact, before I go into that, let me kind of tell you a couple of other things. Let's talk about what happened. (coughs) Excuse me. On this day, many, 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 many moons ago, in 1985, Michael Jackson buys the rights to the Beatles catalog for $47 million, outbidding Sir Paul McCartney. It was a catalog that Jackson leveraged to build out his lavish estate and lifestyle, even when he was not financially sound. Today, the catalog is estimated to be worth $1 billion. The King of Pop surrendered the rights back to Sony in 2008 just in case you're interested in knowing that. Also, real quick, let me tell you about this. 10 easy to bake some summer desserts because we're getting to the very end of this thing for sure. So I won't get, let's talk about it. Strawberry pretzel pie, fluffy key lime pie, Italian pineapple truffle. Yeah, somebody asked me to do this. Cannoli dip, rainbow gelatin cubes, dirty pudding cups, frozen mocha tort. Yeah, tort. Root beer float pie, Texas tumbleweeds, and snack mix squares. I'm going to put that inside of the podcast. That way you can actually take a look at it. Anyways, today, the days that you can celebrate if you're interested in doing so. Here we go. Days of the year to celebrate today. Color Book Day. National Creamsicle Day. National Financial Awareness Day. National Kool-Aid Day. National Navajo Code Talker Day. National Wiffle Ball Day, Social Security Day, and National Tattoo Removal of Remove Your Girlfriend's Name. Oh, no, no. National Tattoo Removal Day. So there you go. Those are the days of the year that you can celebrate today. Hopefully, you have some grand and spectacular plans for the weekend this weekend. And also, don't forget UFC this weekend, Daniel Cormier. And oh, my God, I'm going to, I forgot his last name. Oh, Whatever. Anyways, that's happening for the title this weekend. If you're interested in doing so, I still don't know if I should watch it or not, especially based off the conversation from yesterday. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Some interesting things going on next week. We might be doing some time swaps, just so you know. I don't want to scare you if you don't see me at noon or if you see me earlier than the day, just in case. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. I know who you are. You know who I am. I love you. And I really do mean it. Bye. Duh. 
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.